You're listening to the Stay Sore Podcast, where we talk about physical, financial, and emotional strength. Why stay sore? Because nothing good comes easy. Here's your host, Bo Skitsko. All right, guys, welcome back to the Stay Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Skitsko, and today in this episode, it is my pleasure to talk to a professional CPA a person who deals with money, finances, taxes, numbers on a daily basis. So she's a professional. We're going to try to get some information out of Michelle. Michelle Grimes, do I say that right? Grimes. Grimes, Michelle Grimes. Thank you so much for having me in your office. Oh, sure. Uh, So let's talk about CPA. What is a CPA? What do you do with that? Well, so um, you have bookkeepers and accountants, and probably every business has a bookkeeper and accountant, but a CPA is um, someone who's actually certified. So they've okay. taken an exam. It's it's really hard. You It's got four parts. And once you pass that exam, okay. then you're certified. But to keep your certification, you have to uh, continually do education, get CPE credits to keep yourself up on the changing tax law. Or um, if you're an auditor, maybe keeping up on the changes in regulations. So so CPAs could do lots of different things, not just always tax, which mm-hmm. is my specialty, but okay. you could be an auditor, you could be you know different things. But it gives the public some kind of certification that we have a, a broad knowledge and some specialties and you know some certification that we kind of know what we're talking about. Okay, what does that stand for, CPA? I'm certified public accountant. Got it. Okay. Yeah. How um How does your day-to-day work look like like as a CPA? Well, so my specialty is tax. Mm -hmm. And so in my office here, um, you know, it's kind of seasonal. So everybody knows April 15th is the big tax deadline. So, you know, for income taxes for individuals or corporations or partnerships, you know, I'm I'm really heavy doing that up till April 15th. But -hmm. throughout the year, you know, on a bi-liquid basis, I have um, payroll tax returns that I do. Um, I'll do financial planning, especially near year end. you know, people are trying to decide, you know, if they want to make a retirement plan contribution or, uh, you know, anything that they're doing with their retirement, what they're savings for, um, you know, looking at their tax deductions. So, you know, doing planning and, you know, looking at what's, what they're saving up for. Okay. Okay. I, I kind of have some interesting questions here, but before we start a little bit of background, how long have you been doing this? Um, since 1990 is when I got okay. my CPA, okay. so 30 years is a long time. That's a lot yeah. of experience. Yeah. Okay, let's get some, some information out of you, something sure. that could help our listeners. So uh, just just uh, curious, what is the uh, most common mistake you see people do with their finances? Um, I think the biggest thing is to just not be aware of what's going on. Um, everything's gone digital, so now mm-hmm. even young, uh, you know, young people, when they hire on to a job, they go online, they apply, they put in their tax deductions. And as long as they're getting their paycheck in their account, they don't go back and look at it. So, you know, are are you having deductions taken out for city taxes? How much are you paying in for retirement or for medical? Um, the same thing with your bank account. There's so many people now that I find that don't even reconcile their checkbook. And, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I don't right now either. So okay. um, I, as much as, you know, I may be a little more anal about some of that stuff, being a you know, an accountant, um, mm-hmm. at least look through your online bank statement. You know, you, most people don't get the statements anymore. So, so you might see Amazon hitting your account a bunch mm-hmm. of times when it really shouldn't be, or, you know, Best Buy hitting you for a Geek Squad mm-hmm. renewal from a year ago. So just kind of staying on top of what's going on, even if you're just taking a look at it once in a while, is, is the thing that most people aren't doing. 
Okay, so it's pretty much just keep track of what's going on. Be aware of where the money is going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. Okay, what what are the... Uh, give me like two or three things that an average American could do today, this week or this year to kind of improve their financial situation. So, something simple that we can do. Sure, right I mean, first thing is just budget. I mean, you could do just one month. Take one month and, you know, take your bank account and see, you know, how much did you spend on Starbucks and how much, you know... Just create a column on a piece of paper and say, okay, this was gas, this was Starbucks, this mm -hmm. is, you know, groceries. And look at that over one month period and, you know, what you made versus what you spent. Okay. Sometimes you'll be surprised at where you could cut back a little um, or, you know, maybe where uh, you could put some money aside and, you know, you don't really realize it because you're just you know, taking your debit card all the time and running mm -hmm. it. So just, you know, and then you can expand upon that. You could go to three months because, you know, different times of the year you spend different things. You know, Christmas time you're spending sure. a lot more. Uh, summer, maybe you're doing more traveling or vacationing. So you can expand upon that, you know, over, you know, 12 months if you want. But just start with one month. It's simple just to kind of give you an idea of, okay. you know, where you're at. So that kind of budgeting. Um, the second thing is just, you know, looking at your income. Um, a lot of people kind of get stagnant in their job. And there's a lot of changes out there. Uh, minimum wage is going up. There's a lot more opportunities now mm -hmm. with, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but there's a lot of job opportunities out there. So, you know, you may be able to move up in the income scale a little, get something with better benefits, more vacation, um, or you might just like where you're at. And so next time review, ask for a raise. I mean, you know, there's things you can do out there to okay. improve your income that way, just looking at the job that you have. Or um, even just little side things. I mean, you got a lot of stuff laying around the house. Start to sell it off. Or okay, you know, okay. if you move your money over to a different bank, you get a free hundred dollars just to have it there for six okay. months. All, so there's every, a lot of promos out there. Everything adds up, right? Right, right. Little things like that. So when you say budgeting and keeping track, uh, do you mean pen and paper? Do you, is there any softwares you could recommend? Is there anything or just just Excel spreadsheet? What, what well, do you say? Excel's perfect, but okay. you know, if you have to buy, pay for Microsoft to do that, there's a lot of free. Um, I think my office is out there, and that's free. It's just mm -hmm. like Excel. So there's definitely software out there if, if you're great with the computer. Um, you know, and that way you can adjust it and revise it and look back at it if you want. Um, you know, rather than just writing things mm -hmm. down on paper. So just just from my own personal perspective and experience for my business, I use QuickBooks. An online software. There's a desktop version. Mm -hmm. I use QuickBooks. It's not a promotion or anything, but I find it super, super easy and it's efficient. It gets the job done really quick. It's not too expensive. And when you track business expenses, it just helps save so oh, much. Oh, right. Time. That's perfect for businesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in most businesses, you're kind of look at those expenses because you have to. You have to yeah, do yeah. your tax return at the end of the year and everything else. So, um, but just, just for an average person, mm -hmm. you know, that's, there's all kinds of stuff out there that you could use. Okay. Since we started talking about business, uh, let's let's deviate slightly into a different topic. Maybe you have some input in there. A lot of my listeners, from what I understand, are entrepreneurs or small business owners. Um, let's say I want to start cutting people's hair. Do I go self-employed versus LLC? What, what what is your recommendation? What's better? What's what's benefits? Well. They're both kind of the same thing. Um, you know, being an LLC is really more of a state election that you make and you actually incorporate your business. And what it does do is it provides you with um, some security. So if you're cutting hair and you accidentally 
you know, cut someone, you don't want them to sue you okay. or come after your car, or your house, or, you know, your family's finances. So the LLC does provide you with protection um, and, and limits what they can come after if there is an injury or an accident. Okay. Um, and with Ohio, it's fairly easy to do. And there's uh, just other than the filing fee, there's no other additional costs. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are in California and wanted to be an LLC, you have to pay an $800 fee every oh. year just to keep your LLC. Wow. So it's different wow. in the state okay. you're in, but Ohio is fairly simple to do that with. I remember because I had to do it here in Ohio okay. too. I had to register. It was super pain, pain-free experience. Right. Um, so you register an LLC and then you have to get an EIN number, right? Um, well, the only time you really need the tax ID number is if you're going to have employees. Some banks may require you to get it. Mm -hmm. But once you do incorporate in the state, you have a lot of selections you can make. You can become a partnership if you bring on one other person. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be by yourself, you could be a uh, single member LLC, um, which okay. you just use your own social security number. So that works pretty much as a self-employed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. I understand. Let's say somebody started all that, or just for personal reasons, somebody's looking for a tax preparer or an accountant, somebody to get financial advice from. What are your recommendations? What what should you look for in a professional when you seek professional help in your area of expertise? Well, uh, for tax purposes, I mean, definitely someone who's a CPA because they can help you. I mean, there's so many other ways that they can help you that you don't think about because okay. just the changing tax law, you know, in the last, you know, two years, the changes that, uh, you know, that I stay up on, on top of and that we need to stay up on top of just so, you, you know, you can take all the deductions it's that you never need. never ending, right? No, it's constantly changing. And um, so, but the first thing I would say is almost talk to your friends and family. And if, if they have a good experience with someone, mm -hmm. they're going to pass that on to you. And if they have a bad experience, they're going to tell you that too. So I would start there. Um, and then you can look at your community. You know, there's local uh, offices in every community. There's um, groups on Facebook. There's different ways that you can get other people's recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, give them a call, feel out the person. I mean, the biggest thing is I think if they spend some time with you to actually go through, do a consultation okay. and to find out what you do, what your goals are, you know, where you're looking to go. I mean, taxes aren't just, you know, looking at something a year later and putting the numbers on the paper because, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's money. It's how much do you have to pay and, and what ways can you improve that or the things you can change in the next year to make a difference. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, planning involved that a, a good accountant would help you with um, versus, you know, someone who's not up to date on things. Okay. Thank you. Um, so uh, let's make it slightly more entertaining. There's always people talking about things like legal loopholes and the taxes or, things you can do, like funky stuff you can do that is still legal. Um, is it, do those things exist? Do you use it in your practice? Are there things that the average person doesn't know, but where you can, like, like legal to, uh, loopholes, where you can actually uh, use that knowledge to your advantage and play the game? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, the tax code is volumes and volumes of material. And, mm -hmm. and like we talked about earlier, it changes all the time. So like even right now, the year's over and you've spent money, but you know now you want to maybe you know think about how you want to uh, impact the next year. So uh, if you buy, let's say, a computer, for instance, do you deduct that whole computer last year or do you spread it out over five years? Mm -hmm. So there's depreciation guidelines, there's home office guidelines, there's you know the way you even deduct the vehicle for business purposes. Mm -hmm. Are you going to use the actual method, which is the car, the gas, the insurance? Or are you going to take a standard mileage deduction, like 58 cents for every mile that you drove it? So there's a lot of decisions that you can make. 
Um, and that's all in the tax code, but most people don't know about that and, and how you know that changes throughout the year. Okay, that, that sounds like that's like deep, deep knowledge and analysis and actually planning and strategy, right? To If you move this number over here, then something else changes on the other side. So you really need a professional to understand these things and use those, those loopholes in your advantage, right? Yeah, I so, think so. I mean, uh, some people use Tax Act and Tax Cut, and there's some free softwares out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are more question-based. They'll ask you a question, do you have a car? And then you answer mm -hmm. yes, and then they might ask you some other questions. But it doesn't really help you look at how it affects you at the end of the day and how it affects you in the next year based on those decisions that you I made. Understand. I understand. Okay, uh, let's go even more entertaining. <laughs> now, uh, without using any names, would you be able to give me, like, some uh, sketchy and funky experiences, maybe something a client asked you to do f to do for him or something. Any interesting stories you have? Well, most people know that I'm fairly aggressive with everything I do, but you know, I, I had an elderly client once. You know, he wanted to deduct a the donation of his wife's fur coat, and it was he says it's eight thousand dollars, and I was mm -hmm. like. Really? I, I don't have a fur coat. I don't know how much they Me cost. And, you know, and sure enough, oh, I got an appraisal. And so he did. And it was, you know, it's it's the way it works. Okay. I mean, it's out there. It's deductible. Um, but I've also had clients, you know, with businesses especially, there's a lot more leeway in what you can and can't do because the IRS can't say, you're only allowed to drive a Chevy. You can't drive a Porsche. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if I have a client who, you know, wants to get a business vehicle and he wants it to be a Porsche and he wants to deduct it, the IRS can't say no. I mean, so, okay. you know, kind of uh, knowing, I guess, how, how to go through it and what's allowable and what's not, you know, same with um, business meals and, you know, the IRS does come through, though, as they do make these changes. Like mm -hmm. last year, they really cut back on entertainment. So you can't go out, go golfing, and write it off as a business deduction now. Okay. Um, but in the past, you could. Country club dues. There's a lot of things that you know went away in this last tax change. But, okay. um, you but, know. I, but I can drive for Ferrari, right? Yeah. And write it off. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So um, how about towards the end? Give us some, I don't know, some words of financial wisdom, some, some advice for everyone when it comes to finances. you have anything good? Um, I mean, the biggest thing is just, you know, everybody's working and what are you working for? You know, are you, are you saving up? Are you working for retirement? Are you working for vacation? Um, just kind of have, make some goals and decide where you're going with that. I mean, everybody, we go through phases in our life and when we're young, it's just, you know, we're carefree. We're not really caring as long as the the bank account's positive. And then as we get older, maybe we want to buy a house or buy a car or get married. Um, so you're, you want to start saving for those different things and just kind of thinking through, you know, how, how am I going to get there? Is it, do I need to pay down debt? Uh, do I need to, you know, build up, do some investing? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what do I need to get there? And so, you know, just recognize you're all in different phases and, you know, however you decide to go, once you decide something, make a goal and figure out how you're going to get there. So pretty much understand where you are right now and what your plan is for the future kind yeah. of be aware of what's going on okay it's the same thing in every industry in my industry it's the same if you want to change your body health or fitness wise you have to understand where you are right now and what it takes to get to your goal so it's the same throughout every uh industry i guess right and don't look back at the way it's been i mean you can't change that all you can do is change what's in mm -hmm. front of you so be aware of where you are yeah. and build up a plan from there and hopefully use a professional to help you with that, yeah. right? So thank you so much. I hope this helped a little bit to uh, our listeners. Uh, thank you so much. It was a short and information-packed 
uh, interview. If you guys have any more questions for Michelle, um, leave some comments or reach out to us. You can email me personally at boskitscore at gmail.com. If you have deeper questions, we can dive in with Michelle into those and answer those. Where can people find you? Um, well, I'm in North Burlton. I have clients, though, all throughout the United States. Um, you can email me at LegacyTaxCPA at Yahoo.com. Uh, we've got uh, websites down right now, but it's going to be coming up soon uh, with uh, more information and you once know the updates. Website, once the website is up, I'll yeah. link it to, to, the, to this uh, podcast. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your okay. time. All right, thanks. Have a great day.